Dave Canales is the Carolina Panthers' new head coach. Can he turn things around for Bryce Young? We'll talk about it right here on Locked On Panthers. You are Locked On Panthers, your daily Carolina Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in to another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, as always, Julian Council, talking Carolina Panthers with you every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, your team every day. That's our motto here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Subscribe or follow the show for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. And be sure to follow me, Julian Council, on Twitter at Julian Council, where on Fridays throughout the offseason, unless there's big breaking news like Dave Canales becoming the Carolina Panthers head coach. I'll be here to answer your weekly Friday mailbag questions, either at me or DM me to get those questions in to me. Now, today's episode of Lockdown Panthers is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers go $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. Visit FanDuel.com slash on to get started today. On today's show, Salman Wilcox, former NFL veteran. He is a host on SiriusXM NFL radio he's hosting the opening the morning drive opening drive the opening drive every morning there on Sirius XM NFL radio he's going to join us on the show today talk about Dave Canales talk about Bryce Young and just the overall state of the Carolina Panthers so here in just a moment is Solomon Wilcott of Sirius XM NFL radio all right, back here on Locked on Panthers. Julian Council now joined by Solomon Wilcox. Follow him on Twitter at Solomon's Wisdom. Hoping to get some of that wisdom today as he is the host of the opening drive on Sirius XM NFL Radio. Solomon, how you doing, man? Julian, doing great. Uh, thank you for having me on. It's good to be on with you. Absolutely. Great championship weekend. Unfortunately, the Carolina Panthers were not a part of that. And watching those games on Sunday, especially seeing what Detroit's been able to do, and that's going to be a tough one for Lions fans to get over for a long time. Carolina's a long, long way away from being there on championship Sunday in the future. But they have made some moves last week that fans are hoping will turn things around here long term. And the big move that they made last week, Dave Canales, the Bucks offense coordinator, is now coming here to Carolina on a six-year deal to be their head coach. What did you make of Dave Canales coming into Carolina and the Panthers' decision to hire them as their head coach? You know, I, listen, we were excited, many of us in the football community. We think that Dave Canales is very deserving, has really earned the opportunity to lead his own program and to be a head coach. Here's a guy that really has paid his dues. And I think he's had good results wherever he's been. You know, when when you can take the quarterback position um, and and help players to elevate their game, that's a significant part of what our league is really all about. And that's across the board with any player. Player development is very important in our league. But when you can elevate the quarterback position, that that holds tremendous value around our league. So whether it's his time working with Russell Wilson to help refine and continue to sustain his game and play at a high level during the 10 seasons he was in Seattle, whether it's helping to resurrect the career of a Geno Smith, who everyone had high hopes for when he first came into the league with the Jets and saw that come to fruition, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, With the Seattle Seahawks, with Dave Canellis. And then, um, you know, to see what he's been able to do this year with a Baker Mayfield and to help that team win yet another division title without Tom Brady. That's significant. And so now let's see what he's able to do with a Bryce Young 
But look, I really do believe whether it's Dan Morgan or Canellis, the ownership group have to really give them all their all the support, but really stay out of the way. You got to let people succeed and fail and have the ebbs and flow that come with growth and development. It's not like some stock ticker that just goes straight up. You know, <laughs> even yeah. they know that at least you're going to have a hockey puck where it's going to trade sideways then before going up. So we just hope that they have the time and the patience and uh, are able to get the right support to build it the right way. And I appreciate you saying that because as exciting as it can be for Panther fans to get a new head coach and Dave Canales, who, as you mentioned, had the background working with Russell Wilson, was able to get Geno Smith to play at the level many expected him to play at when he came out of West Virginia about a decade ago. Baker Mayfield, not too far removed from being the number one overall pick, and he's had success in his career back in his with Cleveland. So to get those guys to play at the level, that's obviously exciting when you think about what the future for Bryce Young could be here in Carolina. But as you mentioned, ownership. Like that can be the biggest competitive advantage in sports. And right now for Carolina, that is a concern. How concerned are you about the ownership group here in Carolina, Dave Tepper, and some of the missteps he's made over the last couple of years? Well, you have to be concerned. And, you know, not to be unfair to David Tepper. Like, some of sometimes when you come into a business and you've been successful in one area, uh, particularly really successful in one area, and then you write the check um, to buy the business, and that can be so very empowering and why I would, if I was in those shoes, I would want to be able to make all the decisions. I would want to be able to, and and obviously as the owner, it's, you have the right to be able to do that, but that doesn't yes. necessarily make you qualified to make all those decisions. And no, we've seen this happen with other ownership groups, right? They come in, bull in the China shop. They think that their hard wheel is enough to push it over the top and it isn't. Um, they don't have the intellectual property. Maybe they have it in one um, uh, area of the private sector, whether it's in finance or whether it's in hedge funds. But this is different, right? The, yeah. this, there's human capital. Um, this league has been around uh, for 104 seasons. And we have learned uh, through lots of metrics that it takes time to build something that's sustainable, right? That you can't go out and even just buy a team. You can't. It doesn't work. You've got to grow individuals. It takes people working together and really empowering people uh, in areas of strength. And that means if you have a general manager, let them and, and they have a staff that picks the talent and grade the talent. How can you judge them fairly if you're going to meddle in and tell them what to do, what not to do, how to do it, when to do it? You, you only can judge them by watching them do it, succeed or fail and grade them and judge them on their own merit. A lot of ownership groups have made the problem, uh, made the mistake of coming in and had a problem with interjecting themselves into the process and really not allowing that process to work to be able to rightly judge if the staff is really doing a good job or not, not given significant enough time, not allowing for there to be some successes and failures along the way. And the impatience is equivalent Julian, to me, going out and planting a tree in my yard and then the next season, pluck it up and move it to another spot in the yard. And then another period of time when I don't like what's going on, pluck it up again, put in another um, space in my yard and then, um, you know, have the audacity to, to be angered when I don't see any growth and development. <laughs> well, I've, I've, 
have arrested that development, right? That's, yes. what we do to, that's what we do to quarterbacks in our league. That's what we do to coaches. That's what we do to good personnel people. We keep plucking them up, getting a new one. Plucking them up, get a new one. And then nothing has time to grow. How can you grow a culture? How can you grow a system that allows for good, fertile soil for people to grow, all right, and for ideals to grow if you don't allow time to be part of that process. And so um, that that's what we're all hoping for for the Carolina Panthers. They've had it before, and now they need to really work hard to get it back. It's interesting you talk about the lack of patience, not just when it comes to head coaches, but just development of quarterbacks. And I look at this hire for Dave Canales as obviously an important hire for Bryce Young, what his future is going to be in Carolina by the nature of a first round quarterback contract. It's about three years. The Panthers have to figure out where they have that guy. And then typically they move on and maybe he gets a fourth year, but you got to figure out the fifth year option. And that makes this even more pressing to get it right for David Tepper and to have that patience, bringing in Dave Canales. How do you think this move is going to work for Bryce Young? Or how do you see potentially moving forward with Bryce Young paired up with Dave Canales now? Yeah, I think what you see in, in someone like Dave Canales, when you have good teachers who have been successful, with helping players at that quarterback position sort of resurrect themselves. What that what usually comes with that specifically is someone who has really good touch uh, and communication skills to help pour into individuals that, that first of all, it leads itself to building confidence in young people. So if, if you're any kind of teacher, right, uh, whether it's uh, academically or whether it's uh, in athletics, it all starts with pouring into young individuals. And particularly if they've been broken or shattered or have or cracks, you got to come in there and offer some love, man. You got to come in and help people feel good about themselves so that they can now begin to, to, to grow and foster good, good belief in themselves. Then that spreads throughout the entire team. That's what we've seen with some of the players that uh, Canales has worked with. And there's no doubt he can do that with Bryce Young, um, who at, at the end of the day, there's no way you can go through the rookie season like what he went through yeah, and not have some fractures. I'm not saying he's broken by any stretch of the imagination. The young man's much stronger than that. However, there are some cracks there. What, what he went through in such a very short period of time, um, you have a group of coaches that are nurturing you and cultivating you, and all of a sudden they're ripped out from up under you. They're – you're told they're wrong in the way that you told they're wrong because they were fired. And, and what happens is, as every young, talented um, individual who's experienced success, and now probably for the first time, right, has a sense that they failed some people around them in so much that it has cost them their jobs. There's no way that if you have any kind of accountability about yourself, there's no way that you can avoid saying, man, I had something to do with that. Absolutely. And now yeah. that can begin to have some negative um, impact psychologically on an individual. I'm not saying he's fragile and can't bounce back. I'm just saying that's the reality of life that when uh, the young, when the coaches met him and he's going through that process and they're talking to him and they're building these relationships and then there's, they're not winning games. There are some failures. The ownership is mad and then everyone's fired. Right. And then the ones who even stuck around, you start to build relationships with them because there was some change. And now they're gone. <laughs> like, yes. Now you're working on your third set of people, man, in a matter of months. Come on. I, you know, that this is what you do 
when you're trying to ruin young quarterbacks. I'm just here to tell you this. This is exactly the plan you follow when you want to ruin a young quarterback. So let's see if they can now get this right because it's a the clock is ticking. It's kind of like pouring cement, right? You you only got a matter of time, but you can sculpt it, shape it, smooth it out. Because after a while, bam, it dries, and you got what you got. You know <laughs> that's exactly. Yeah. And you're going to have to remove that player from the environment, like you had to do with Baker Mayfield. He's no longer in Cleveland, right? Like you had to do with Geno Smith. He's no longer with the New York Jets. These are the teams that drafted him, but yet they found fertile soil elsewhere to grow and develop. And now they have become the players we always thought they were. And the hope is Carolina can do that in-house by not having to remove Bryce Young from the situation but to fix things around him. Cultivated with this new culture here with Dave Canales stepping in here uh, for the next, well, Plan six years, but we'll see, of course, if he's able to win enough on Sundays to stick around for that period of time. I want to talk to you more about Bryce Young and your thoughts on his rookie season and what you see from him. And, of course, there's always that debate of, did the Carolina Panthers get it wrong? So far, it feels like that's the case. But we got to be a little bit more patient and see how this thing develops. So let's take a quick pause here and come back and talk more with Solomon Walcott here on Locked On Panthers. The NFL regular season has wrapped up, but there's still time to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $150 in bonus bets, win or lose. The Super Bowl is set. It's going to be the San Francisco 49ers versus the Kansas City Chiefs for the second time in five years. Last time they faced off the Super Bowl down there in Miami where the Chiefs were able to win. Patrick Mahomes being Super Bowl MVP, the first of his two Super Bowls down there in Kansas City. But San Francisco, Brock Purdy, her old friend Chris McCaffrey, going to give them a run for their money, I think, out there in Vegas. Cannot wait for the big game in a couple of weeks. The app is so easy to use, and there are so many different ways to bet, like live same-game parlays. Find bets in the Newark Sports app. Make a parlay in the Parlay Hub, the best way to find popular parlays and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and make your first bet a layup. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. All right, Solomon Wilcox, he is the host of the opening drive on SiriusXM NFL Radio. And nice enough to join us here on Locked On Panthers today. We're talking about Dave Canales, Bryce Young, what his future could look like here in Carolina. I just want to get your thoughts, Solomon. What did you think about Bryce Young coming out of Alabama? What were your thoughts on the Panthers' decision to take him number one overall and kind of how things played out for him this past year and where you could see him moving forward? I know a lot of us liked him. Look, we know Bryce Young can play. I know there recently there's been some doubt now based on the last sample size, but this is a guy that played in a lot of big games at Alabama, proved that he could play at a very high level. Vince Lombardi said 90% of our game is played from the neck up. So the brilliance and the intelligence and the understanding of the game, something that he does very well. Now it's about right uh, the team being right around. You, you can't play this this quarterback position without – an offensive line. I, everyone almost uh, to a man thought that going into 2023, the Carolina Panthers would have a better offensive line than what we saw. Put Absolutely. It, it wasn't even close. In fact, I think it was the biggest disappointment with the team. It was the one area that we thought would give Bryce Young a chance. And it didn't like from day one, even early in training camp, we could see that there would be some problems there and that, persisted throughout the season 
And look, I remember Peyton Manning was a rookie in this league, and he led the league uh, with what twenty eight interceptions. Uh, and like on that. some Sundays now, some days, everyone in Indy was worried if this was the right thing, and he was taking. But he, you know what he did? He weathered the storm. He finished the entire season just staying in the saddle and playing. It's not easy to do at quarterback position when when the games aren't going so well and the losses are stacking up. I think Peyton in, the, in that season was. Three and 13. That's hard. But now he went on to have this great pro career, right? It's like, yeah. it, it, because look, he knew who he was and it took the Colts uh, to get it right. They're the ones who were having problems well before he arrived. That's how he ended up being the first overall pick. They were the ones who needed fixing more than he was. The only question we had was, can they help him? And that's, that's really where everyone is right now with the Carolina Panthers. Can you not screw the young man up, and can you help him? And if you can't, then let's let's get him in a better location. Now, when you have seven different left guards and eight different right guards, you're unlikely to have success at this league. Yeah. Continuity is so important, especially with the offensive line, and that did not help, but also did not help to see the regression from a guy like Iki Aquanu. And according to Pro Football, Pro Football Focus, said he gave up 11 sacks this past season, and that's a player who – seemed to have finally solidified the left tackle position last year for the Panthers. That's been a recurring issue here since Jordan Gross retired at the end of the 2014 season for the Panthers. So they got to fix that if they're going to have a chance to have some success with Bryce Young. But they also got to give him some help on the outside. Mm -hmm. I I don't even know what to make of what the Panthers are going to be able to do in free agency coming up here at the wide receiver position. Like T. Higgins is somebody that makes sense. But I know you talk about the Bengals on a daily – on a very – quite not a daily basis very often with your podcast mm-hmm. I, I just can't see Cincinnati letting him walk for free it's gonna take a trade if they're gonna tag him how do you potentially see that situation playing out because I know a lot of Panther fans are looking at T Higgins as somebody that could come in here and potentially help Bryce Young and be that yeah. wide receiver one I think it's gonna be tough but look you gotta try right yeah uh, you not only do you gotta make a trade you got a signing for He's a number one receiver. Absolutely. I mean, this is just no doubt. It, it's proven. T. Higgins is exceptional. And not only that, as a young man, he's phenomenal. Um, he competes every day in practice. Every time he's on the field, even when Jamar Chase isn't playing, he shows up. He, he shows to be the number one. Whenever they needed him to show up and be the number one guy, uh, when uh, Jamar Chase was away, he did it. And then when Jamar Chase comes back, this tells you a lot about T. Higgins. He does whatever he needs to do, patiently waiting. Okay, guys, I'm over here. Throw me the ball every now and then. But you, he never, ever complains. He never says, well, I'm a number one, too, and I should be getting the – you never, ever, ever get that out of T. Higgins. I watch him in practice. He's destroying the defensive backs. He just – I'm telling you, he competes. And he, you know, he to show you his humility, but yet confidence. We talk about, you know, 50 50 balls, hotly contested. He said, no, 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 they're they're 80 <laughs> 20. Yeah. And, and you saw bad. it in the game over the holidays against the Minnesota Vikings. You saw him high point the ball, come back in one handed, wave it across. I mean, that stuff he does on the daily. This guy is a phenomenal talent. Um, and look, any team that gets him, because I don't, Look, we're hoping he never leaves Cincinnati, but we're realistic. Um, and I'm ha- look, I'm happy for him. I because I I met the young man, uh, been around him. 
I am just tremendously impressed with the player that he is, with the young man that he is. He doesn't complain. Uh, he's a complete and total team player. Man, look, the Carolina Panthers, you, look, do whatever you got to do to get him because I think this is the investment that you have to continue to make in Bryce Young if it's going to work. And I know the draft conversation here in Carolina, it's not – What's really you need if you're going to try and make a trade like that? Of course, they don't have the number one overall pick. That belongs to the Chicago Bears. And in that trade up to Bryce Young, they gave up DJ Moore. And that created the whole issue they have here of not having any weapons on the outside to help out Bryce Young. Now, Adam Thielen, we'll see how this situation plays out. He sounded like a player up there in A. It's going to be 34. And he's like, I don't have much time left. Not sure if I want to sit here and, and lose another season. So we'll see how all that plays out. But I think uh, they're going to absolutely try and be all in on T. Higgins. It'll be interesting to see how that plays out. If I'm Cincinnati, I'm getting some picks. And I'm not going to let them walk for free, which I think they're a smart organization, certainly. Another thing I want to ask you, too, before I get you out of here. Brian Burns. The Panthers tried to negotiate with him. At the beginning of the season, he staged a hold and ended up playing the entirety of the season. Did not have the Pro Bowl kind of year. I think a lot of people had hoped and expected. He admitted, too, when he saw the injuries happening around him, he's a human being, that that kind of got in the back of his head. Now, did he slow down? He says no, but you could see he wasn't exactly the same player. How do you think that situation should play out with Carolina? They don't have a, a great pass rush. They Defensively, they have some pieces, but this is a team that's in need of good players, not getting rid of good players, as we've seen with McCaffrey. He's not going to the Super Bowl. DJ Moore, who had success in Chicago. What are your thoughts on Brian Burns potentially paying him uh, a market price level deal to be a high-paid edge rusher in Carolina? Uh, look, I, I think he's one of the exceptional players, uh, particularly edge rushers in our league. You remember, it was, just a, it was only maybe four or five years ago, I remember under Matt Rule when they drafted all these really good young defensive players. And what what we're seeing happen is almost wasting the careers of a lot of good players. To me, uh, learning how to build a team is sometimes understanding that this is a really good football player. I'm I'm not going to maybe get the best out of them here. So I need to leverage that while they're still good and while they're still market value to get something out of it and then build with those picks. Now, you got to get the picks right. Yeah. Um, clearly, you got it right when you drafted Brian Burns, right? But you haven't been able to leverage that and to help the team win because you haven't gotten the quarterback stuff right, and there's other positions. So you need more um, right now than, um, than keeping really good a good player here and there for the prime of their careers over the next three years and not allowing them to go somewhere else and, and play. Leverage that. Leverage that. Get some picks. Make yourself better at some other positions, at least on the offense. I, I've always I've been around this league a long time. The teams that might lose and might struggle each Sunday, if you're going to struggle on one side, struggle on defense. Because if you can score points, fans are happy. If you can score, you can score points. Your offense is cooking. You're not going to say, "Ah, oh, now we need to get a defense." There you go. You sure do. But you're scoring some points. People do not come out to see uh, a team that has great defense and can't score. They will stay yeah. home. So, so you just got to understand, I would leverage some good defensive players, leverage those assets to go in and start getting some really good players on the offensive side of the ball. I would not waste their careers. Then I'm going to start winning on offense. And uh, by the at the same time, I'm going to draft on defense. 
and continue to build uh, in that way. But to me, it's got to all be about getting uh, getting it right around the quarterback. You've got to be able to do that, um, at least in terms of where they're at right now, because the clock is ticking, as you said, within two years, three years, you're going to have to make a longer-term decision and yeah. even a bigger investment in Bryce Young. And after what you already gave up to get him, something tells me you need to double down. <laughs> and that's exactly what I think has happened here in Carolina with Dave Canales being hired. And we'll see what Dan Morgan do, can do as a GM. I know there's some reports out there that Brant Tillis, who's a VP over with the Kansas City Chiefs, he potentially be coming in here to help out with the salary cap and contract negotiations. Mm-hmm. So that will, of course, play a role in whether Brian Burns sticks around. And Derek Brown's another one of those players who yeah. is going to be on a fifth-year option coming up this season. He's outstanding. Yeah. And it's a line of scrimmage game. It's a yeah. line of scrimmage game. We talk about you can't protect the quarterback, you're not going to have success. If you can't get after the quarterback, can't stop the run, you're not going to have success. Be interested to see what they do with Derrick Brown and those negotiations. But let's take another pause here. On the other side, we've got a special guest that's going to join us here on the show. I'll give you some insight on how you could maybe help your body be better moving forward. So take a quick pause here on Lockdown Panthers. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered with over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die. You'll always find exactly what you're looking for and with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back because with ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to turn your car into the mvp and bring home that win keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusive supply ebay guaranteed fit only available to u.s customers All right, Solomon, really appreciate your time here on the show today. But you have somebody here with you today to help uh, promote something. What's going on? Well, I have my good friend Gabe uh, here with me. And we're here on behalf of Vericell to tell people about this wonderful, innovative treatment for treating knee cartilage damage. About 12 million people annually go into the doctor's office every single year complaining of some kind of knee pain. And usually it comes because they have some kind of cartilage damage. Well, what if I told you that they can uh, use your own cells to regrow your cartilage and then um, give you back the vitality of life? Me as a former athlete, my good friend Gabe here is also a former athlete and he had the Macy procedure. And Gabe, why don't you tell us a little bit more about your story? How is it that you came to work with your doctor seeking this innovative treatment we call Macy. Yes. Um, so my my background is I've been active my whole life, played football ever since I was 10 years old, all the way till I was 22 and uh, fall in, fell in love with bodybuilding and um, uh, start, um, started playing and competing and became two time Twin City strongest man. So everything that one individual can do to put a lot of pressure on their knees and destroy it in the process, I was the best at it. So um, doing competing in natural bodybuilding, um, I was really intrigued with the whole idea of being able to create cartilage using my own cells that fell in line with my core beliefs and just being able to have parts of me created into a cartilage and just inserted it in the area that was missing cartilage and um 
go through the rehab process. It was it's always been very intriguing to me. And um, I went through it. I had both my knees done. I did one at a time, rehabbed it, did another one. It wasn't the funnest process, but year to date, I am fully recovered. I'm able to do everything I've, I enjoyed doing. I just wanted to be able to keep up with my kids. And currently, they're the ones trying having to keep up with me because my knees are doing much, much better than they used to. And it's all thanks to the Macy program. Can you tell everyone what that recovery process was like? And maybe what were some of the timetables? That's usually what someone, the kind of questions they would have if they're uh, going to at least consider um, using this type of procedure. Yeah. And every, everyone's body, as far as the recovery process, is slightly different. For me personally, it took me um, just a little over uh, 12 months to be fully recovered from it. The uh, rehab process goes puts you through stages where one stage you're um, having to use a machine that bends and straightens your leg for you. And then you go through another phase where it's the physical therapy phase. Um, and it's all done in a very strategic way way because they don't want the cartilage to move while it's attaching to the rest of the area in your knee area. So um, as long as it was followed properly, uh, it wasn't the funnest. Obviously, there was lots of days where I was questioning myself, oh my gosh, did I make the right decision? Am I doing the right thing? But that was all the fears that comes with uh, worries and and, and uh, having to kind of um, be assured by my surgeon that, hey, everything's in the right direction. You're doing all the right things. And little by little, I started to notice the improvement. I started to notice that I was getting stronger. The muscle atrophy that I had experienced from having the cast on from my surgery all started coming back. And uh, year to date, I'm, I'm, I'm recovered. I'm, I can squat. I can um, do a whole lot of jogging, biking, hiking, all the things that I love doing. I recently just picked up skiing. It's, I thought that was an old person's sport, but you got to have good knees for that. And uh, right. so realize that, yeah, that 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 helped me kind of get over over the hump. See, Julian, as you can see, um, Gabe, like myself, and like so many athletes are people who we consider to be weekend warriors. They just want to go play a little basketball. Maybe they want to go skiing. Uh, maybe they just want to retain to their uh, their daily activities and do it at a high level. You have to go through, um, you know, some kind of rehab process, but you can get your vitality back. And we encourage people to go to the website at Macy.com, M-A-C-I.com, to find out more about this procedure. What we don't want to see is people going to, or, or maybe getting to a date, a point, I should say, where they're a bone on bone. And uh, the Macy procedure can help restore your cartilage and help you uh, keep you from deteriorating to that level. So just go to the website. If you want to find out more, maybe even find a doctor into your area. Yeah, everyone, please do check that out. And Gabe, appreciate you coming on here today to give us your story. And it's the simple things like keeping up with your kids and also being able to ski. Yeah. So I appreciate uh, the background there with Macy, Solomon. Appreciate you coming on here today to talk to me about the Panthers and how they can uh, get back to not being the laughing stock of the NFL. So uh, we'll take a quick pause here on the show, come back and wrap things up here on Locked On Panthers. Thanks again to Solomon Wilcox for joining the show here today, giving us some insight into Dave Canales coming to Carolina, Bryce Young, and what the Carolina Panthers can do to fix things around him. And also thanks to uh, Gabe for providing that message to us here late 
in the show. It's one of those things where it, you guys are probably listening to the radio, like during Super Bowl Radio Row. It's typically you can talk to some of these former players. You can talk to maybe some of these celebrities, and there's always something attached to it on the end, which is hey, totally fine. Hopefully, it's something that can uh, help you down the road uh, be better, be in more physical shape. So appreciate Solomon and Gabe for joining us here on the show today. But that's going to wrap up this edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, hosted by yours, Julie. Julie and Council, again, subscribe, watch the show over on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. And be sure to follow me, Julian Council, on Twitter, at Julian Council. I'll be back on Friday to answer your weekly Friday mailbag questions, either at me or DM me to get those questions in to me now. But in the meantime, be safe, be happy, be whole. As always, keep pounding, and I'll talk to you all on Wednesday.